the Florida Panthers come out flat in their third and final matchup against the Boston Bruins in only their third to last game of the season. On today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, Jacob Winan joins me on this Winans Wednesday to discuss the loss and how we feel about Bobrovsky, the injury updates to Radko Gudas and Anton Lindell, and the whole playoff picture all on today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Wednesday, April 27th edition of the Lockdown Photo Panthers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Ramon Devales from PantherParkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Don't forget to also follow the national show, Locked On NHL, and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. So, Cats fans, the third to last game of the season, magic number for the Florida Panthers um, is still three points at, at this mo- moment in time. Um, for those who do not happen to catch this episode live after the game, we're live on YouTube for the people who are catching this. Um, the result of Avalanche versus Blues, we have no knowledge of it right now. It is a um zero zero game at the end of the first intermission uh in that game so right now the magic number stands at three in a game that the florida panthers really came out flat um in this one but um despite the florida panthers coming out flat i am kind of unbothered by it to be quite honest and um let's talk about um more of this game and more of the overview of this season and here here to gonna bring in my guest uh jacob winans on this edition of the lockdown florida panthers podcast jacob welcome back to the show once again and wasn't a fun one tonight but i'm unbothered by it um how about yourself yeah tonight's game they came out really flat they didn't seem to be all too all too bothered by by putting together playoff effort against the playoff team so um Honestly, for me, it was just about get out of that game healthy and, and keep our bodies going for the playoffs. Um, a little little bit of a, a spot of bother, though, is the Avalanche actually just scored. Uh, Val Nachushkin got them on the board, so they are up 1-0. Uh, that, that may affect the President's Trophy race. But other than that, not not too much of a big, uh, big cost for a concern tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I just got that notification just as you, uh, you uh, spoke about it. And other uh, scores around the league is um, Dallas and um, VGK are tied 2-2 right now um, in their game uh, out of a Western playoff implications on that side. So really, we're so used to the Florida Panthers um, dominating the opposition as far as possession, but everything the Boston Bruins did to um, in their game on Tuesday night was really about taking away the neutral zone. I mean, we saw that just in let's talk let's just get right into it those um two goals in a six uh second span by the boston bruins eric holla former florida panther eric holla part of the vincent trocek chain um trade on an expiring deal 
And of course, shortly after um, Taylor Hall, the first one, Radko Gudis just gets beat um, on that one. And then the second one, Mackenzie Weger gets a turnover and then um, lots of chances um, and, and then big chances on Bobrovsky where Bobrovsky was st- stopping so many pucks right before that. And then the Florida Panthers just didn't do him any favors tonight. Yeah, that was pretty much a nightmare six-second span, giving up two goals that quickly. It's very rare to see that in the NHL, um, especially from a team of the Panthers' caliber. So um, definitely not something we're going to see going forward, but it just kind of played into the general um, lack of hustle, lack of mental focus. Radko Gudis had a big mental error on that first goal. Uyghur has an error on the second one. You can't have those in the playoffs, but it feels like tonight it was just kind of going through the motions. Yeah, and I, I, I kind of, I kind of felt that way also when talking about when, um, when, uh, dis, um, when discussing uh, about um, Sunday's game versus Tampa Bay. Um, of course, the same issue, kind of the same issue, got brought up. But of course, the Panthers are just at this point, just tr- like you said earlier, just trying to get out healthy right before the playoffs. I mean, with with. No, two months from now, if the Florida Panthers are in the Eastern Conference Final, no, no, nobody is going to be thinking about these last three games of the season um, for the Cats. And of course, um, with the with the Florida Panthers having one of the best road records in the NHL, just right behind Washington, um, they're gonna they're gonna fall a little bit short about of getting uh, sixty wins for the season, but still doesn't take away the fact of what the Florida Panthers have been doing in this second half of the season and just um, continuing to take precautionary action if needed. I mean, we saw it with Carter Verhage taking a maintenance day. I mean, Maxim Mammon got a maintenance day uh, today as, as well. Um, Mason Marchment got a maintenance day as well. So, I mean, it, it's just about being smart at this point. And speaking of being smart, um, Anton Lindell and Radko Gudis both had um, kind of, they got a little dinged up tonight. Um, the um, Anton Lindell took a hit from Jake DeBrusque right right in front, um, an upper body injury for um, Anton Lindell, and both of them I was thinking precautionary, precautionary, precautionary. That was my hope, and then lo and behold, when Andrew Burnett spoke to the media um, right after the game. Um, Thankfully, everything that we had hoped that of it being precautionary came to be true. So no harm, no foul when it comes to those uh, those little dings by uh, Radko Gudis and Anton Lundell. Exactly. That was a big thing uh, in this game. We lost both of those players and uh, it was announced at the beginning of the third period they wouldn't return. So everyone's just kind of hoping like, hopefully this isn't anything serious. We just need our all of our, our healthy bodies to ready for game one. So that's the biggest news out of tonight's game is the fact that both of those guys are going to be okay and should be ready to go for game one. Um, And we hope for more of the same in the last two games. You don't want to lose anyone in meaningless hockey. Uh, You want everyone ready to go for playoff time. And yeah, those maintenance days you mentioned, those are going to come in handy. Uh, It's kind of happy Lomberg got a one game suspension, even though it was a little kind of stupid. Um, Sit him out for a game, let him rest. So uh, it's not, uh, not a big issue. It's good that, we, we lucked out that it was minor injuries and we, I would really hope that we could uh, potentially rest Barkov and, and Huberto uh, at least for one of the final two games, especially with the Art Ross race uh, leaning heavily towards McDavid. Now there's not really nothing for Huberto to play for. Yeah. Um, 
when when I when I stopped checking the game for the Oilers uh, Penguins game, when I stopped looking at the details of the game when it was two one, I saw McDavid got uh, um, when it was three one. Excuse me, I saw McDavid had two points out of those three goals. I don't know what he ended up uh, being. So um, Huberto did not um, get a point tonight. So it looks like that that race is uh, all but over. But for for Jonathan Huberto to get the Art Ross, but I want to get into um, kind of the time on ice for the Florida Panthers and how Andrew Burnett has distributed it. And when players aren't, don't have, aren't you aren't playing the, the time on ice that they're used to, like the Barkoffs, the Huberdos, it's, it's like, it's, it kind of feels like they're kind of out of routine based on what based on the distribution of it. So getting going for, for those guys um, was not was something that didn't really surprise me because they're not used to playing their the the those amount of minutes and let, let's take a look let's take a look for a little bit um jacob um when mm-hmm. it when it comes to um the ice time uh screen sharing for anyone on the youtube like just look with the exception of anton lundell you had to make a little bit of adjustments based on the ice time no nobody surpassed more than 19 minutes as far as the forward sam reinhardt speaking of sam reinhardt he got a uh, another power play goal um for, for that for this one in um by the way in sam reinhardt's first um 19 games as a florida panther he got 11 points and now he's averaging over a uh point per game on the season so what a run uh sam reinhardt has been um for for the cats in the in just in the in after game 19 and look let's look at the defense as well nobody nobody played over 25 minutes of course you had to make a few adjustments with gudis as well um distributing um those minutes but nobody over 25 minutes of course um when Aaron Eckblad's in the lineup um you see that that time on ice go as far as like 27 28 sometimes for Aaron Eckblad so I got to give a lot of credit to Andrew Burnett going through the growing pains of uh, and it's funny because Boston um that 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 was only his uh second game as a head coach the the very first matchup and a lot has changed since so it's crazy to see the maturation process of Andrew Burnett and putting the type of time on ice on in a game like today, despite the loss. I'm, I'm pretty pleased. Yeah, definitely. You can't have him overexerting players at this stage in the season when we have everything locked up already. We don't really have a whole lot to play for in the standings. Um, so I was, I was happy to see that it was pretty balanced and um, came out today. Ekblad was skating with the team at, at morning skate. So uh, him getting back in the lineup, hopefully for game one, takes a lot of the pressure and a lot of the hard minutes off of the defense. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how that plays out um, defensively, where, where they can get a little bit more of an even split. And I feel like Forsling and Uyghurs games can take off even further. Ben Chirac can settle in a little bit. Um, it, it should be a really interesting look come game one. And the ice time right now is, is uh, really beneficial to that because everyone should be relatively fresh. Yeah, interesting to see um, how the last two two will go, especially if you still have a chance to get that President's Trophy by the time Friday comes. Um, I think I think third. I I don't want to look too too far ahead, but the Panthers aren't traveling to um, uh, to Mo- Montreal tonight, um, and um, they're they're not they're not going to be um, they're not going to be um, they're going to be traveling later into the into the day um, tomorrow for 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 their game, so it, it's it's just another way of just 
keeping these players rested. I mean, think about players for overnight flights versus getting a good night's sleep the the day before the day before a flight. So you're not like overtiring yourself because it's funny because Chris Pronger, um, mm-hmm. who, who's awesome on Twitter, in my opinion, he talks about the travel and how it takes a a mental toll on players. And by the way, um, I, I said Montreal. I meant to say Ottawa um, for for their next game. Montreal is on on Friday. Ottawa is Thursday. But kind of it takes the pressure a little bit off the Florida Panthers traveling um, with the, their them having practice tomorrow at TD Garden versus traveling overnight and then getting maybe like four or five hours of sleep. Yeah, definitely. It's one of those minor details that we don't really think about away from the game. And it's it, it really plays a big part, especially this this time of year where guys are beat up and tired and you, you really need them rested for the playoffs. So I, I think it's a smart decision. Um, and I'm glad you mentioned that Chris Pronger thread. Anyone who hasn't read that, I highly recommend it. Um, he was talking about how he was a rookie and, and uh, they, they flew commercial back then. So he was a six, six rookie sitting in middle seats uh, traveling to away games. It's pretty funny, but um, yeah, I would definitely, I definitely second the decision to not travel tonight and let him practice in Boston tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So we're going to discuss more about this game. We're going to discuss more about our feelings of Sergei Bobrovsky um, heading into the playoffs. Um, we're going to talk about that more on this Wine Ins Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Get farm fresh seasonal produce and easy to make recipes delivered right to your door every week. Ingredients travel from the farm to your doorstep in under a week, so they always arrive fresh, all without a trip to the grocery store or farmer's market. Go to HelloFresh.com and, and use code slash LOCKEDON16 and use code LOCKEDON16 to get up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Once again, go to HelloFresh.com slash LOCKEDON16 and use code LOCKEDON16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Back on this Winans Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, I'm Armando Velez. I got Jacob Winans here from PantherParkway.com on this Winans Wednesday edition. And Jacob, I unfortunately got a notification on my phone just as I was reading the the ad. Um, Colorado's up three to nothing on St. Louis, so uh, looks like the magic number is going to stay at three for the President's Trophy. The Florida Panthers still are well in control of their destiny at this point in time uh, for for the President's Trophy, but um, let's still focus on this game. Um, we'll, we'll worry about that um, come come Thursday, but let's talk a little bit about Sergey Bobrovsky. We spoke about it a little bit at the top, how odd man rushes was a, was a thing for the Boston Bruins. The Florida Panthers just in the neutral zone were just very sloppy, lots of turnovers. Um, Sam Bennett, um, not the best game for him and not the best stretch for him. Um, he only ha- having uh, two points in the last eight games, lots of turnovers in the offensive zone as well. But Sergey Bobrovsky, um, just an incredible night for Sergey Bobrovsky for him. And I don't know if this is his last start before the postseason begins, but I feel really damn good about what I saw out of Bob tonight. I mean, consecutive penalty kills 
um, late in that third period. And it, I, I believe I saw like five good chances in both of them back to back. And Bobrovsky was able to stop all of them. So I feel good about him. What about you? Yeah, I think Bob's in a good place right now going into the playoffs. Uh, I think he's the clear number one. He's he's separated himself now from from Spencer Knight, who was having a really hot stretch. Um, Bob has kind of gotten his game together lately. And tonight was another good example. He made a ton of good saves on the penalty kill. Uh, aside from maybe the third goal where he gave up a questionable rebound, he, he really wasn't at fault for, for much of anything in this one. He had a really solid game, and he's had a – a good stretch lately. So I think he's in a good spot heading into the playoffs. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And I wrote an article on pantherparkway.com about where the goalie situation stands um, for the, for the Panthers. Um, for those who want to go check it out, go to pantherparkway.com. And I talk about what's, wh how long Sergey Bobrovsky's leash is. And um, I think it's, it, I think it's a lot longer this time around um, than last year, based on the regular season performance. Of course, the playoffs are a little bit of a different animal, but the way we've seen Bobrovsky come back this year, I mean, a little bit of context when uh, about Spencer Knight not being pulled at all until the Tampa Bay game um, on, on Sunday. That was the first time that happened. The few other times that Spencer Knight, I thought, could have been pulled was Bobrovsky. There might have been an injury in the Ottawa game. He, he was definitely hurt in no November um, when he they had that back-to-back -back early on. But... Um, Bobrovsky um, coming in um, on, on Sunday as well. Of course, um, of course, Tampa Bay was still lighting up the Panthers, um, of course, getting them on the power play, but still playing great at even strength. I'm, I, I'm feel, I'm feeling good. And game one tomorrow. Um, la it's funny because last year we were a little shaky about saying Bobrovsky, but it was, he was still the answer of who was starting game one this time around. It's not even a debate. Yeah, he's really been one of the top goaltenders in the year this season. Um, the the difference isn't so much like the the underlying stats or the the numbers don't jump off the page at you, but he's he consistently gives them a chance to win. Uh, we've seen a lot of games where the Panthers have come out kind of slow, and he'll he'll keep the minute in the first period. Um, he he started to make some of those really timely saves when when the Panthers need a big save, uh, regardless of the scoreboard. And the, the Panthers can't they can score goals with the best of anyone. Um, they're never out of a game goal scoring wise. They just need that timely save here and there and they can score their way out of trouble. So uh, I feel good about Bob going into game one. Definitely. Yeah, I, I, I feel good about it as well. Um, usually we save the scores around the league for the final segment of the show, but there's a few scores that did go uh, final around the NHL. Um so based on playoff uh, implications for the Florida Panthers and based on their possible first-round opponent, um, well, let's start on the opposite side of the Eastern Conference. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes defeat the New York Rangers 4-3, so the Carolina Hurricanes have clinched the Metro Division. So the New York Rangers are likely uh, locked in. Uh, I don't have the standings right in front of me, but but looks like they are locked in to that number two spot in the Metro. Um, Edmonton. Uh, we spoke about the Art Ross race likely being over. Uh, they beat Pittsburgh five to one. Uh, an, Alex, uh, an Alexander Ovechkin-less Washington Capitals team lost to the New York Islanders four to one. He has an upper body injury. Don't don't know if he's going to play on Thursday neither. But the Washington Capitals have a game in hand on the Pittsburgh Penguins, 
even though they still have to win that game in hand. Um, it, it's not looking good for Washington right now. Um, I mean, let, let's go back. Let's also go back to opening night against the Pittsburgh Penguins of how well Casey DeSmith uh, played against the Florida Panthers. Um, it, it took them until overtime. Both of them faced uh, both Bob and DeSmith uh, faced multiple shots on goal. I'm 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 still on the I'm I'm still on the whole I want to face Washington over Pittsburgh, but even Randy Moeller said on the broadcast um that the Panthers don't care who they face. And after the Boston Bruins um defeated the Florida Panthers, the there's no possibility that the Panthers can play Boston in round one. So right now it is Pittsburgh or Washington. Your thoughts, sir. Yeah, I don't think either is an easy matchup by any means. Um you regardless of who you play against, you're going against a Stanley cup champion and a hall of famer. So um, it's, it's going to be tough regardless. Now, as far as Washington's concerned, the Ovechkin injury is something to keep an eye on. Um, obviously he's going to play game one, but we don't know if he'll be at hundred percent by then. Uh, also in their game tonight, TJ Oshie left for a little bit and came back, but apparently according to their, their media staff, he, he did not look the same. He was a little bit gimpy and, and limping around the rest of the game. So Something to keep an eye on there with TJ Oshie, another key player on that team. Now with Pittsburgh, um, Tristan Jari's out, not necessarily expected back relatively soon, uh, given that he has a, a broken bone in his foot, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. That's um, the report from right. Fra- um, Frank Zaravalli. Right. So I don't love playing against Sidney Crosby, and and Casey DeSmith recently had a 50-save shutout. He's, he's on a roll lately, so... Either way, it's not going to be easy, but I think I'm leaning towards Washington. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you there based on the health, based on the goaltending situation in Washington. Um, so that that's kind of where where, where I'm at in, in, in that. Um, there's a few minutes left in Dallas uh, VGK. Um, I'm going to do a quick update. Uh, according to NHL.com, 32 seconds left in the third. Um, so if the Vegas Golden Knights, um, allow a over um, the, the stars to get, uh, at least a point, it's going to be over for the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, uh, I don't see a way that they, they had to win, um, tonight's game in regulation, um, for, for any chance to make it to the playoffs. And, um, it's funny because in back-to-back days, um, two villains of, of sports um, are going down. I mean, we saw the Brooklyn Nets get swept by the Boston Celtics on Tuesday, and now we're seeing the fall of um, Vegas and how quick and how kind of the shortcuts that they were trying to take um, to build a contender, and it's costing them in kind of like their farm as well. So it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a what goes around comes around for Vegas. Yeah, definitely. Um, a, a few former Panthers ties with that team, obviously. Pete DeBoer behind the bench, uh, Stone and Riley Smith there. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a team that we keep an eye on as, as Panther people. That's a team that none of us really like. And you, gotta, you have to be honest, it's kind of nice to see them fall apart a little bit. Um, yeah. It, it kind of started last year when Nick Suzuki gave them hell and they traded him for Pacioretty. So, um, yeah. It, don't like that they tried to shortcut their way to being a contender and and now they're kind of paying the price for it Mm -hmm. for sure um and and it's it's pretty sweet um seeing that and um 
I still think they have a good future regardless of this season. They're going to have to clear some some cap as well. And um, hopefully they learn a few lessons uh, based on based on uh, the whole of getting to Donoff situation. Uh, Another NHL. former Com- Panther there. Yep. Another former Panther. And they, they did him wrong for sure. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. But um, we're going to transition over to the next segment where we're going to talk about a new TV deal for the Florida Panthers and a nominate uh, a, a Florida Panther who has a nomination for a, an award uh, for the end of year award. But first we're going to tell you all about built bar and jacob actually i'm gonna full screen myself for a little for a little bit because i actually have a built bar in my actual possession right here jacob have you ever tried a built bar by any chance uh i have i have actually thanks to your ads i did i did give them a shot oh okay Mm -hmm. so yeah uh built bar is the best uh it's the best tasting protein bar out there in the market i mean it, it i asked people have you tried the puffs have you tried the puffs jacob that's the one I tried, yeah. Oh, okay. So, mm-hmm. and, but it, but if you're out there and you're listening to this, if you haven't, then you're missing out on Built Bar's best tasting bar because Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar. They treat and covered in 100% real chocolate. And Built Bars, um, of course, Jacob knows this, but if you, the listener, have don't know this, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included, 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bar with these. Um, Built bars are better than said bars that I cannot say due to uh, copyright reasons and, uh, you know, because it's YouTube. Um, they're a typical candy bar, which could, um, any any typical candy bar is uh, anywhere between two to 300 calories. Uh, compare that to a, compare um, Built Bar to a regular candy bar, which usually has around uh, over, over two to 300 calories as well. Um, the flavors that Built Bar has, the one that I have in my hand is a raspberry flavor. Um, but other ones include mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. That one's a good one as well. So for anyone out there, go to builtbar.com, excuse me, built.com, and use pro, promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's one that I use as well, so you can use it as well. So pro, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Third and final segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Armando Velez. I got Jacob Winans here on this Winans Wednesday edition of the show. And so some South Florida um, news as far as the sports scene. The Miami Heat defeat the Atlanta Hawks. Um, um, they they beat them 97 to 94. Um, it was announced that game one for the second round of the Miami Heat will be uh, on Monday. I tweeted uh, out on my personal account saying, Dear NHL, the Miami Heat played game one of their first round series on Monday. Make the Florida Panthers play game one on the Tuesday because we want to support both teams. We want both these fan bases to be both on both the bandwagon of the basketball team and the hockey team. We don't have any, I don't, a lot, some, some fans go after. Some basketball fans go after the hockey fans, and then some hockey fans go after the basketball fans, which I don't necessarily understand. I think if you're from the region, you should support both teams. That's just my two cents of it. But I'm hoping, Jacob, that game one, if the NHL is smart, and, of course, the ownership and the front office has something to say with that as well because they want people to attend game one as well. Um, I'm hoping that game one is on Tuesday night. 
Yeah, definitely hoping for that. Um, it's two franchises that have kind of been intertwined since the very beginning when they shared an arena. So uh, to make fans pick or choose which one they want to go go support on any given night would it ju- would just feel kind of wrong. So hopefully they they offset the the games, uh, stagger them, and that way when I'm I have my off day between game one and two, I can head down to FTX and and check out a Heat game too. So. Um, yeah, but definitely, definitely really cool to see the the Heat advance tonight without Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry. That's a big win. So definitely go Heat, go Heat. So, but um, yeah. So hopefully, um, there's uh, of, of course we can't control everything, and a lot of times during the regular season we have that. Um, so I miss a lot of Heat games. So hopefully there's a lot of a a split between um the schedule makers. But speaking of schedule makers, speaking of speaking of TV. Um, Bally Sports has, and Sinclair has announced that the Florida Panthers in their new deal, they're going to make up to three times as much revenue that they are right now um, with with the franchise. And even though it is a cap sport with the Florida Panther with the Florida Panthers and the NHL, it doesn't necessarily affect how they're spending right here right now with the cap expected to go up only a million, but this helps the Florida Panthers in other areas outside of their franchise. It helps them in their marketing. It helps them build things around the new practice facility, which they were already doing before this deal, unless they forecasted what this deal would be. But it, it creates multiple opportunities to grow the game in South Florida and even possibly a new arena in downtown Fort Lauderdale. So this is a big win for this franchise. Yeah, it's always nice to see them. Anytime you talk about the Panthers and increasing revenue, uh, it's not something we've really heard a whole lot in the Panthers' history. Um, we've always heard of them as a team in the negative. So um, the the new TV deal is a, a big thing for, for the Panthers going forward, and hopefully that, that definitely transitions to a new arena downtown at some point because uh, you, you have to think the new practice facility being there, they have to – have to have an eye towards that area. And I think that would be great for the the growth of the fan base. Yeah. And, and some, some people might think about um, because they uh, combined it with the heat back in the nineties. Um, that is like, why not do FTX again? But it's funny because as somebody who is from Dade County, but only watch Panther new Panthers hockey from Broward, it feels wrong for me personally for them to be outside of Broward County. I've learned to like love that this Panthers team is in that region and have that little, I mean, and then being in sunrise, of course um, the pride that it takes from a fan in that little small town of sunrise. And then if they were to win the Stanley cup, their franchise value goes up as well. And that helps as well. That changes generations of fans as well that they grew up knowing that this is this was a team in Broward County that with the increase in franchise value that it also helps them increase their chances of moving to a um, better central location closer to a highway instead of some people going off 95 and then going a little west or even Dade County with 836 and 826 um, to Sawgrass. Yeah, definitely. The location of the current arena, it's not like perfectly placed being so far west by the almost to the Everglades. But I I like the point you made there about it being in Broward County. I think it's important to have the team in Broward so you can expand just beyond just Miami. 
Um, I think the Miami sports market expands to Broward. So to, to have a team there centralized in Broward really uh, helps to, to kind of use their, their own catchphrase, grow the territory. Um, I think it's important to have it have it in Broward still. And a downtown Fort Lauderdale idea sounds really, really good to me. I, I, I like every every um, thing about it, just the, the sound of it when it comes to when it comes to that. So last topic I want to get get into in in this um, live edition of Locked on Panthers is Anthony Duclair. He was nominated for the Bill Masterson um, Award, which talks about perseverance um, and, of course, things that said player has gone through. Every team has their own nominee. Notables are Kevin Hayes of the Philadelphia Flyers, who experienced the death of his brother, former Florida Panther Jimmy Hayes. One was Carey Price of the Montreal Canadiens going through his um, substance abuse program of the NHL. And not sure if Anthony Duclair is going to necessarily win the award, but I do want to make a case, a little bit of a case for Anthony Duclair as we, we on this podcast, on this episode, we, we have two minorities here um, talk, talking hockey and also the story of Anthony Duclair given up on by so many teams to being given a chance by Bill Zito coming over here after a career season in Ottawa, being a 20-goal scorer, an all-star, negotiating his own contract, and now he has a place to stay in a, in a system consistently for the Florida Panthers. And I think that's my that's my campaign speech on if if the if if he is chosen as the recipient recipient for the whole NHL and I know Carey Price is a more household name and of course Kevin Hayes um, as well in a bigger market like Philadelphia seeing what like his he went through with his brother um, which we still don't know the details and of course that should be remain private but that's my um, that's my two cents on and my campaign on Anthony Duclair um, possibly being the winner yeah definitely um absolutely 100% support Kevin Hayes and the entire Hayes family after what happened with Jimmy. Uh, he was a great, a, a great uh, Florida Panther, um, especially in the community and the locker room. And then same to, same as Carey Price. Um, he's always been one of my favorites. So to see him overcome uh, the issues he's had this year has, has really been awesome to see him get back on the ice. But um, as far as Anthony Duclair, whether he wins the award or not, the nomination itself is, is huge and it's a great honor. Uh, and when you think about perseverance to hockey, he's definitely someone who comes to mind. Uh, getting traded so many times, having to deal with adversity from even his own coaches, like uh, John Tortorella, who told him he, he couldn't comprehend hockey. Uh, that, that's a direct quote. Um, and, and really kind of trashed him. And he's, he's been through a lot to get to this point in the NHL. And um, he's yeah definitely a, a fantastic ambassador for the game, especially in a, a very minority area in South Florida. He's uh, he gives a lot of people someone to look up to as a as a minority hockey player, and he does it the right way. So definitely, um, 100% support Duclair getting the nomination. He's he's really everything you want in an, in an ambassador to the game here in Florida. And and that smile is contagious. Yeah, not, not gonna lie, it's a it's a contagious smile. Like hearing him talk, you you you. you like just when the cameras point at him, you don't see him angry or you usually see him smiling. And of course you spoke about the region being mostly minority in South Florida, the gateway to Latin America and the Caribbean um, there. And it's just, it's just for, you, you said it best. Um, the, the, a minority 
that people can look up to. And um, if, if, of course, the Florida Panthers being in a, in a playoff series, it's going to increase the fan base already. Um, and of course, winning, winning, winning a series and of course, having a region which most is mostly minority is going to it's going to inspire people to watch the NHL. It's going to inspire people to put on skates for the first time, possibly, especially if um, it, we have some youngins listening, um, watching the Panthers for the first time. It's just a it's just a great era of Florida Panthers hockey. And yeah, sure, they didn't clinch the president's trophy tonight. They they still very well could on Thursday, Thursday night. But still, this is an era of Panthers hockey that is just, regardless of whether they win the Stanley Cup or not, um, it is a fun time to just watch this team and just how they grow in the community. Yeah, for sure. Um, the the community outreach efforts have have increased as the as the team has gotten better, and I feel like. Um, it personally, just being at the arena and everything, it, you you can really see the 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 growth in not just the numbers, but also the demographics, the the cultures that are showing up to games now. It's not it's not the same as it used to be. It's not uh, a monolith. It's it's a lot of a lot of different people that are coming to games now, and and we've seen that increase with the numbers and people just happening to learn the game now. So. Uh, it's really good to see, and I think Anthony Duclair is kind of the face of that and, and that new transition from the from the franchise. So, definitely a huge honor for him today. Absolutely, and and hopefully we see him as a winner. But like Jacob said, even if he doesn't, um, then then it, it it's it's the fact that he got nominated is speaks volumes to who he is uh, as a human being. So Jacob, a dud tonight. A dud the last two two nights um, for the Florida Panthers um, in their games, but still, you know how unbothered I was by the loss. I said this in the chat. But you might have seen it, but you but I want I want to say this for the um for the podcast. You want to know how unbothered I was? You want to go know? for it. Go for it. I bought three rats on flateamshop.com just now. Um, it's like okay, I'm 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 in playoff mode. Um, it's just forget about tonight move on and um playoff time is almost here so um sure it doesn't look good right now but once game one happens i think with how bought in the andrew burnett has his team i think they're still in a very good spot yeah to be honest with you i'm, I'm right there with you get your throwing arm ready um personally it's not it's not a big deal um the heat advanced tonight and, and we're in playoff mode now. So that the next time we record together, we'll be already in a playoff series. So I'm, I'm just looking forward to that. Yep. Less than a week away, my dude. So I, I'm very excited about it. So thank you once again for uh, joining me on this edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. For everyone listening, um, you can follow Jacob at Jacob Winans 8 on Twitter. Follow him there. See a lot of uh, his Florida Panthers tweets and all South Florida sports. And of course, his work at Panther Parkway. So thank you once again, Jacob, and I'll see you next week. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast. So you'll be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to also subscribe to Lockdown NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. They'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. 
And for your second listen of the day, make sure you listen to today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Stu Ronan and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy team. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Sarma Mondevlez with Jacob Winans. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.